Hello, I'm Greg. Let's have a holiday jukebox for an inappropriate conversation, starting first with Coke Nail by the Ice Cubist. The idea behind this week's Inappropriate conversation show is a bit like an advent calendar for the ears, for example. So I'm going to play 24 songs 
They could be done one at a time from December 1st through December 24th. And the inspiration really came from the past couple of years, episodes on the Seder Sphere podcast, and also Greetings from Nowhere, the idea of celebrating Christmas by playing meaningful Christmas music. And in my case, I'm going to be playing the Christmas music that I enjoy the most, especially those things which are a little bit odd, a little bit off the beaten track. And I'm going to start by focusing on artists that are former different drummers. So the intro music from The Ice Cubist is actually a musical project from Jacob Rellinger, who was the different drummer in episode 103. The album from this one, from 2004, is called From the Ice Cubist to Username, or to Username from the Ice Cubist. So in the interest of tying in with different drummers, I want to immediately go back to John Fahey from last week and play one entire Christmas track. If you haven't heard the most recent Inappropriate Conversations show, there's something like a dozen clips of Christmas and or uh, Christmas carol type songs from Fahey. This one is one where he takes a traditional song and goes in a, in a unique direction with it. It's God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen Fantasy from his Christmas Guitar Volume 1, released in 1982. So our second entry, John Fahey. <laughs> Thank you. 
of the things I'm not going to do this week, I have a note for myself to include some storytelling here interlocked with Bible verses on the songs for the jukebox. And I think I will do a little bit of introduction, perhaps some storytelling. But for the most part, I'm going to set the Bible verses aside. Part of the reason for that is I think I covered Bible verses pretty well, not just in the 150th episode of Inappropriate Conversations, but last week, doing something of an Advent booklet. This is still, in many ways, an Advent idea. But as we go into the third entry, I want to instead focus on different drummers and do so by going back to the beginning. So the oldest of the different drummers that I'm going to make a musical citation from is Inappropriate Conversations 5. Stephanie Davis was a songwriter who uh, wrote the song The Gift, which was used by Garth Brooks on his Christmas CD, his first one called Beyond the Season. I'm instead going to go with the writer singing her own song. This is from Home from the Holiday, Home for the Holidays, released in 2005. Stephanie Davis, The Gift. Bird flew 
up into the rafters On a wing that had healed good as new Just then the midnight bells rang out And the little birds started to sing Just to listen to that cascade of notes sweet and long As the offering was lifted to heaven By the very first nightingale There will be a mix of old and new as we go through here, some traditional songs and some songs which are, you know, again, uh, just like the one we played, just brand new. One of the more traditional ones I've gotten to so far, we hear the number fourth one, Indigo Girls, using their unique uh, blend of folk and harmony for In the Bleak Midwinter. And uh, the Indigo Girls were a different drummer for episode 68. This song from 2010, their Holly Happy Days release.
Jim Scafish was the different drummer for episode 76. As I recall, that's the one where I did an audio, audio commentary for the classic TV show, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So Scafish didn't get probably as much time as he probably deserved there because the length of the uncut version of the original television broadcast for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer occupied most of the show. I'd held a little placeholder for myself here to say this uh, particular entry, number five from Scafish, is either going to be Jingle Bells or something new. Scafish is working on another holiday release. Based on the you know, work he's accomplished so far, he may have enough for a two-record set. We'll see what happens. But it hasn't come out yet, so I'm going to be referring back to his 2006 release, Tidings of Comfort and Joy. Not the Scafish punk band lineup, but a jazz trio, their version of Jingle Bells.
we work our way down the line on this holiday jukebox, we're at number six. And for number six, we're going to hit the different drummer for Inappropriate Conversations number 87, Mark E. Smith and The Fall. This was a song released from Christmas by them, their version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I'm pretty sure it was a Peel session, and if I talk about John Peel, I think I might be referring back instead to one of the more recent episodes, maybe Inappropriate Conversations 142. Minding the Gap, I think, is the one where I mentioned John Peel, and the concept of John Peel's sessions as a different drummer. And The Fall were one of his favorite bands, appearing probably on more Peel sessions than anybody else. This one was a John Peel session at holiday time with Christmas tracks. They got their version of Jingle Bell Rock, for example, but this one released as the bonus disc for the reissue of Cerebral Caustic back in 2006, has their version of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And the thing I like about it is that they've taken the Christmas Carol by Charles Wesley and they've transcribed the lyrics accurately. So even though there may be a great deal of sarcasm in the delivery, you certainly can't have any complaint with the lyrical content. They've done something that you don't find most Christian artists do at Christmas time. They've sung all the verses, and they've sung them word for word. Yeah. 
Okay, so maybe the message here is that sometimes Christmas isn't always happy. So as we go into our seventh entry on this holiday jukebox, I'm going to go to the Inappropriate Conversations uh, episode 89. The different drummer there was Holly Cole. This one, not from one of the uh, actual Holly Cole albums, it's from Jazz to the World, a various artist release from the mid-90s, 1995, I believe. And Holly may have actually released this slightly earlier, or around the same time on her own, on a Christmas EP that didn't really get much of a release in the United States and actually did best in Japan from a sales perspective. The song is Christmas Blues. The jingle bells are jingling The streets so white with snow The happy crowds are mingling But there's no one that I know I'm sure that she'll forgive me If I don't enthuse I guess I got the Christmas blues I've done my window shopping There's not a store I've missed But what's the use of stopping When there's no one on your list You know the way I'm feeling When you love and you Guess I got the Christmas blues When somebody wants you When somebody needs you Oh, Christmas is a joy of joys But oh, when you're lonely You'll find that it's only A thing for little girls and little boys May all your days Seasons full of cheer But till it's January I'll just go and disappear Oh, Santa might have brought you Some stars for your shoes But Santa only brought me the blues Christmas blues may not be a traditional Christmas song, but it, it is a standard. It might have appeared in the soundtrack to a movie like L.A. Confidential with Dean Martin singing, for example. It, it's that. This is the Holly Cole remake. Now, as we get to uh, entry number eight here in the holiday jukebox, I'm going to directly to Inappropriate Conversations 109. We'll hit number 109 again. This was really the first sort of Christmas episode that I did. 
with the kind of full-on focus on Christmas, our different drummer was Phil Manzanera, in part because of his work with this Christmas group called The Players. If you'd like to hear more information about The Players and their Christmas album released in 1989, you'll find that in the different drummer segment of Inappropriate Conversations number 109. So for this one, for our eighth entry in the Holiday Jukebox, let's just go straight to The Players and their version of Ding Dong Merrily on High. That isn't going to be the only instrumental entry in this, but for now I'm going to veer back into songs with words, lyrics. So for number nine, going to go with Chris Rice, contemporary Christian artist. His very first album as a Christian artist on a major label was Deep Enough to Dream in 1997, I believe. And he was the different drummer in episode number 118. This is Chris Rice doing Welcome to Our World a song that has a particularly interesting emotional impact on me because it was one of the occasions where my daughter sang a song for Christmas at a Christmas service where her emotions kind of got the best of her. And it was, in some ways, from a parent's perspective, a really up-and-down moment. I'll always have something of a mixed relationship with the song Welcome to Our World for that reason. But of all the songs with you know new lyrics written from a contemporary Christian perspective, trying to celebrate the holidays... I usually find I don't go wrong with Chris Rice. Tears are falling, hearts are breaking, how we need to hear from God. You've been promised. Hope that you don't mind our manger 
yourself at home. Please make yourself at home. Bring your peace into our minds. Let our hungry souls be filled. We're now breaking heaven's silence. mentioned that some of the entries in this holiday jukebox are going to be rare. You could go to the store and buy a copy of Deep Enough to Dream or find it on Amazon or track down the, just the song Welcome to Our World, either in vocal or instrumental forms on any of the places you go find music. I may have bought one of the versions of Welcome to Our World originally on iTunes or Zune, as a matter of fact. Uh, I do remember the first time I obtained it, I obtained it through a record club, just buying through a BMG's sight and sound service or whatever. So, a lot of these are available, but the next one I'm coming to is not available, and it's near the top of my list of tracks that I only have an MP3 of because I was able to transfer an, M- an MP3 file from a vinyl record. This is Society Threat. It's Christmas. Yes, it is. And they are not a past different drummer. I'm now past the part of this jukebox in the first nine days where I was looking at artists who'd been named as a different drummer before. But I am now getting into either songs or artists where I've made a reference to their work in past shows. From 109, that previous Christmas episode I mentioned, this track from, I believe, 1988, which I have as a 12-inch single, Society Threats, It's Christmas, Yes It Is. Midnight clear, the star in the sky says the child is here. It's Christmas. The angels sang, then we listened to them. They said, Get yourself over into Bethlehem. It's Christmas. <laughs> yes, it is.
wise men came upon the scene Riding on a camel, that's a mean machine It's Christmas The shepherds came and we heard them say This is gonna be another major holiday It's Christmas <laughs> Yes it is They roll in looking for a place to stay. The hotel's safe. There ain't no way, no room in the inn. No, 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 no room in the inn. No room in the inn. In the inn. They're out of the inn and around to the back. They all booked up. And that's a fact. It's Christmas. In some ways, I think I could probably stop here at number 10, being pretty satisfied with myself that what might be my all-time favorite Christmas album in the players, Christmas, has been represented, and now my all-time favorite Christmas pop song, in this case, hip-hop rap song, has been covered. I really just love what Society Thread has done by incorporating both the traditional Christmas carol melodies with a pretty good telling of the, the gospel nativity story with some commentary. I mentioned in past episodes, I just love the line that I look around this neighborhood of mine and it doesn't look nothing like Palestine, but it's Christmas. Or forget what you give and what you spend. Open up your heart and let the spirit in. It's Christmas. Yes, it is. So that takes us past the 10th song on the holiday jukebox. And as we go in to number 11, I'm going to make another past show reference. This one, a little bit tricky. The song Oi to the World has been featured as a clip before, this time on Inappropriate Conversations number 124. Then it was an example of Punk Meets Christmas, and for that show, I featured the original, The Vandals, singing their song Oi to the World. Today I want to mix it up just a little bit, go back to 2004, and pick up this song on a B-Sides uh, Rarities collection from the group No Doubt. The uh, album's called Everything in Time. Last I saw, it was still available for purchase. And there's much, much to enjoy about their version 
a voice of the world. If the harshness and the sort of um, rough edges of a band like the Vandals don't appeal, there's still much to admire about the songwriting here, brought to us by No Doubt. So there's no doubt doing a remake of a song by the Vandals, Oi to the World. I'm also going to look back for the 12th entry to another reference to episode 124. That was the Harder Core Than Thou music episode of Inappropriate Conversations, where I must have played 30 or 40 small clips of songs by artists. And among the artists that I featured near the end of that episode in this case was Shonen Knife. I didn't know at the time, probably not even at the time I was beginning to think about that that playlist for a harder to record than now concept, I may not have known that Shona Knife had a Christmas song. I'm aware of it through Game Night Guys. So take a look at the connection here to what I would call the Pride 48 network of shows. I've heard, uh, I got the inspiration to do this from the Satyr Sphere, uh, validated, reinforced in many ways by Greetings from Nowhere. Because of Greetings from Nowhere, I was aware of the Game Night Guys show. And in the very first few episodes of listening, the holidays came along. It was Christmas time, just within maybe the first six months of my listening. And just through interacting with the host of the show, Brian, on Game Night Guys, shared with me 
uh, his love for Christmas music, and his awareness of Shonen Knife. And that's what brings us to our 12th entry. It's a single release. I don't believe it's from an album, but it's probably still the kind of thing that pops up available on places like uh, iTunes and uh, eMusic this time of year because of Christmas. It's Shonen Knife's Christmas song, Sweet Christmas. Come to number 13, and now I want to make 
references not to past inappropriate conversation shows, but references to other podcasts where perhaps I'm aware of music through their podcast or they became aware of music through me and mentioned it on their podcast. And really, there's no other podcast I listen to that has more fun at Christmas time than Masters of None. And what Masters of None has done for five or six years now is at Christmas time do a show featuring what they call the worst Christmas songs of all time. And sometimes they name a band where there's just no doubt about it that this is music nobody should be listening to. I know this because I've contributed some of those songs to their annual playlist. But every now and then they get it kind of delightfully wrong. And in the very first year, on their very first Worst Christmas Songs episode, Masters of None featured a couple of tracks from what would become the first or second Christmas album by Straight No Chaser. I'm not going to do the obvious choice of their Christmas Can-Can or their 12 Days of Christmas. Instead, from their 2009 release Christmas Cheers, I'm going to do their version of We Three Kings. Because the thing I think I like the most about Straight No Chaser is the creativity. And in this case, merging together the concept of Mission Impossible with We Three Kings of Orient R. And that ties in, actually, to one of the um, audio booklet clips from the previous episode of Inappropriate Conversations, both the first entry in that show and a little later, talking about what the kings did and how dangerous their work truly was. Here's Straight No Chaser for the 13th entry, and We Three Kings. Owns a deity night, prayer and praising all men, raising worship him, God most high. Oh, star of wonder, star of night, star of royal beauty, bright beauty, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. Perfume, bris of life, of gathering gloom, soaring, sighing, breathing, dying, sealed in the storm. Guide us to thy perfect life. 
I think the oldest song I'm going to feature, at least the oldest song from a recorded release perspective in this holiday jukebox, is the 14th entry, a single released in 1973 by an unusual comedian that we probably all know, uh, Martin Mull. At some point on some comedy film or perhaps a TV series, we've seen Martin Mull do his thing. And as a stand-up comedian, I don't think that he was at all equipped to be successful in the era that brought us to awareness of folks like George Carlin and Richard Pryor. But he does have a unique shtick. I think I probably first heard his comedy with a recording of a song called Ventriloquist Love. The chorus was, uh, Ventriloquist love, it ain't such a groove. Whenever I kiss you, darling, your lips never move. But the one that I appreciate the most, and the one that I shared as an entry for Masters of None on probably their most recent, meaning a year ago's, uh, Christmas episode was this one called Santa Doesn't Cop Out on Dope. If you've heard it before and vaguely recollect it, it's been remade recently for, I think, maybe the Just Say Noel collection with Sonic Youth doing it. Sonic Youth, of course, doing it with, with heavy distortion and a, and a very post-punk attitude. But Martin Mull originally did it as stand-up comedy. <laughs> Hi, boys and girls. This is your old friend Martin Mall. And you know what? I just got back from the North Pole. You know what I was doing up there, don't you? That's right. I saw him all right. And all his little dwarfs. Boy, did I get off on them. I learned so many wonderful things about him. I'd like to sing you a little song. So why don't you, you know, move on up. Come up close and I'll sing to you. Come on, closer. Closer. Come on, I won't bite. Come on, move closer. That's it, right down by my shoes. Great. Okay, huddle all around. I'll sing you a song. All right? You too, Johnny. Come on, closer. All year long he's busy making toys. For all the little girls and the little boys. He puts them in his sled and gives his whip a crack. On Donder, on Blitzen, but never on Smack. Cause Santa doesn't cop out on dope. Has he ever even tried it? Will you know the answer's no? So little kitties, here's my point. Just leave him cookies, save your joint. Cause Santa Claus turns on in his own way. Watching you when I turn on on Christmas Day. I'm going to stay in the comedy vein for a while and make one more reference to Masters of None and their Worst Christmas Song series. The 15th entry is from uh, Horny Holidays, released in 1992. It's Mojo Nixon and a track called Trim Yo Tree. Ready? Yep. 
There is so much to pick from that Horny Holidays album by Mojo Nixon. It's a comic throughout, and irreverent, but only slightly irreverent. I think Masters of None featured um, that in their first episode of Worst Christmas Songs. It wasn't this particular track, mind you. But taken in isolation, and putting a Mojo Nixon comedy track in the context of any other Christmas music, it just seems way out of place, and uh, I guess appropriately inappropriate. But when you take it from the perspective of of it being comedy, and perhaps nestle it in between a couple of other songs that were intended to be funny, I think it really works. Going to the 16th episode, this is something that I shared with Masters of None last year, and didn't, I don't believe, made it to the show. I was hoping that they'd heard it before and would kind of disqualify it for that reason, but if they hadn't heard a children's version of the song Nuttin' for Christmas, then it was one that they needed to take into account. It's perhaps one of those... Uh, novelty tracks from maybe even before my before my lifetime. This is something that I had on vinyl album. The album was called Frosty the Snowman. Can't find any record of when the year of its release was. And the performers are called the Caroliers, the Carolier Singers. Just a bunch of Christmas songs. Most of them intended to be lighthearted and funny. So our 16th is Nuttin' for Christmas. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Nothing Snitched on me. Oh, I'm getting nothing for Christmas. Mommy and Daddy 
Let's stay irreverent as we go to the 17th entry. I'd put this under the category of potential irreverence because I'm not sure that it means in any way to be disrespectful toward the songs that are included in this medley. In fact, I'm guessing that in 1994, when Have a Very Bass Christmas was released, this was a serious and almost perhaps heartfelt version of Two Bells Carols, Silver Bells and Carol of the Bells, from Have a Very Bass Christmas.
And finally, in what might be called the irreverence section of this, Evan Johns and his H-bombs, the little Cajun drummer boy. I think the title speaks for itself, the little Cajun drummer boy. Our 18th entry from their 1988 album, Please, Mr. Santa Claus.
Okay, so if the last two have been, to one degree or another, a bit on the irreverent side, what does full reverence look like? And I would suggest that full reverence looks like our different drummer, George Frederick Handel. sometimes strikes me odd that Handel's Messiah plays such a big role at Christmas time, at least as far as Christmas music goes. Now, I don't mean that for the entire work. Obviously, the entire work has relevant points. But the Hallelujah Chorus in particular seems to some people to be necessary Christmas music, and I can assure you that's not going to be the 19th offering today. In fact, the lead into the different drummer music is the track right before what really is our 19th offering. And at the end of the Different Drummer segment, a short one, at least as far as I'm planning, will be our 19th track on this holiday jukebox, He Shall Feed His Flock. Now, part of the reason that this particular track is important to me is that from the perspective of nostalgia and, and of Christmas memories, I can remember singing this song. When you're young enough, as a boy, you're not really tenor. You're somewhere probably between alto and soprano before your voice changes, truth be known. And that made me a good candidate, apparently, in the eyes of both the school music teacher and the church choir director, for me to sing this song, at least the solo part of this song, whenever we would do a holiday chorus of some sort. So both at school and at church and elementary school, I can recall singing, He Shall Feed His Flock. And the verse comes partly from Isaiah's gospel. It's that sort of lamb lies down with the lions section of Isaiah's work. And the second verse coming from Matthew's gospel, the notion of Jesus telling us that his burden is light, that his yoke is easy, and that that he can can be there for us. So to me, a, a very important song, again, one that doesn't necessarily fit squarely into what you might describe as nativity music. But because uh, the world has concluded that Handel's Messiah is Christmas stuff, that's the way I'm going to approach it. To quickly do a little bit of biographical information regarding Handel, though, um, let me just read some of the intro from the description in Wikipedia. Describes Handel as being a German-born British Baroque composer famous for his operas, oratorios, anthems, and organ concertos. He was born into a family indifferent to music. His father, in fact, was hoping that he would be a lawyer or something along those lines. He ended up making a journey from Germany to Italy and finally settled in London at about 1712. So Handel, born in 1685, died in 1759, and at the time of his death, he was regarded as being a, uh, well, both a respected composer and a wealthy man. His funeral was given full state honors, and he was buried in Westminster Abbey. Regarded as one of the greatest composers of the Baroque era, with such works as Water Music, Music for Royal Fireworks, and Messiah remaining popular. It's as if they're describing my MP3 player. There are other works aside from those three. I've got part one, Welcome as the Dawn, from the uh, the work Solomon on my player. I have a keyboard suite, number four in E minor, the Fugue and Allegro from that. But mostly for me, besides a few tracks from Messiah... It's the Water Music Suite and Music for Royal Fireworks. 
fact, uh, I think I probably listened to those more often than anything else from Handel. Handel was a contemporary, uh, not in the sense that they knew each other and worked together, but born at the same time as Johann Sebastian Bach. Interestingly, though, was the influence that he may have had on those who followed. The uh, articles that I've read cite specific influences that might have been traced to Mozart, Haydn, and uh, Beethoven, who came decades, if not uh, in some cases nearly a century later. And when we think about it, once the, when we start talking about having a, a Baroque Renaissance of sorts, and people in the modern age, especially from the 1960s on, being more interested in that period, uh, Handel had a sense of a renaissance of sorts, and now has become one of the more popular composers in all of classical music. I, recall, I can recall working in record stores and noting that among the, the largest catalogs we had for classical composers in our classical music section was Handel. And um, for me, the, the most important piece probably is got to be the Messiah. It certainly was the one in terms of the most variety of skews carried on the shelf. But for the Messiah for me is a different animal than it is, I think, for most people. Where again, I could almost take or leave the Hallelujah Chorus. But if I'm listening to the Messiah, I expect to hear, well, I expect to hear the music that's going to act as number 19 on our holiday jukebox today. He shall feed his flock. Thank you. 
For today's purposes, both Then Shall the Eyes of the Blind Be Opened and He Shall Feed His Flock, the music of our different drummer, come from the um, Eugene Ormandy conducting the uh, Mormon Tabernacle Choir and the Philadelphia Orchestra in 1991. Remaining with reverential music a little while longer, here in this holiday jukebox edition of Inappropriate Conversations, next up for me is The Chieftains, Oh, the Holly Bears a Berry, from their 1991 release, also 91, The Bells of Dublin. Oh, the holly, she bears a berry, as white as the milk. And Mary, she bore Jesus, all wrapped up in silk. And Mary, she bore Jesus, our Savior for to be. And the first tree that's in the green wood, it was the holly. Holly, she bears a berry as green as the grass. And Mary, she bore Jesus, who died on the cross. And Mary, she bore Jesus, our Savior for to be. And the first tree that's in the green wood, it was a So that was number 20. Number 21, getting pretty close to the 24th, and I'm going to have to make a decision about whether to add a bonus track at the end for the 25th. But uh, for the 21st one, I'm going to go to an album released in 1991 by Jubilant Sykes, simply called Jubilant. His version might be my favorite of Mary Did You Know. Number 21. Blind man, Mary, did you know 
Imagine that many of my more devout Roman Catholic friends and relatives might have some issues with this song. Not sure. Anything that calls to question the understanding of Mary or uh, some of the near deity qualities that she's been granted might make them a bit uncomfortable. But for me, there's a great deal of theological value in the way this song puts together the kinds of questions you might ask the mother of any famous child. In this case, perhaps the most famous child of all time. For more than one performer along the way here, I've been very tempted to include what might be my favorite traditional Christmas hymn. Indigo Girls in particular, I wrestled with the selection that I made for them and Angels We Have Heard on High. But for me, despite the fact that it's an instrumental track, our our 22nd entry is going to come from Eric Tingstad and Nancy Rumble from their 1989 album, The Gift.
Okay, as we hit our 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve. This is actually probably the worship service I intend to attend this year. Historically, at Christmas time, December 24th has been when I've gone to one or often two worship services. Not unusual for me to go to one somewhere around the 7 o'clock hour as a sort of a family service where children are participating in sort of the nativity play or or as a choir or something. And then to go back again at 11 o'clock when the formal choir performances are going to happen and a little bit more of a targeted toward adults kind of a worship service, usually ending with candlelight. In fact, both of them typically end at candlelight with Silent Night. This year, though, the church we attend is going to do a December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve service. And I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, First, it gives me the opportunity to avoid that clash between true Christmas Eve family activities and trying to rush around to to be a part and to be present in worship for church services. The other thing is that if if it does free up December 24th for me, then I'll be spending December 24th doing the thing that we normally rush around and scramble to accomplish, That's, as a family, eating takeout Chinese food and being online at www.simplysyndicated.com for their super happy fun time Christmas Eve episode. It's an annual tradition, and I'm hopeful that even in years when that, that might be the only episode of Richard and Allison's super happy fun time, that the one episode they do have will be the Christmas Eve show. So that would be the 24th, but for this one, for the 23rd, and for the 23rd entry, I'm going to go back to the Ice Cubist, which opened the show kind of as our intro music, and play Melty the Slushman. This is from the 2008 release, which I can't read in German, but my rough translation of the title of the uh, album is Winter Clothes is Our Legacy. I'll be very amused if I'm way far off. Here's Melty the Slushman. Oh, my God. 
just like I repeated an artist. And what's going to be 24 songs by 22 different performers, we'll see if I sneak a bonus track in or not. I'm also going to repeat an, art, an artist here at the end, in the, the outgoing segment, if there are 24 sort of windows in this holiday jukebox of sorts. I want the last one to be Silent Night. And it only makes sense to me, based on the different drummer last, last week, to go with John Fahey again as the, uh, the artist to perform Silent Night for the 24th entry. This, again, from the 1982 release, Christmas Guitar, Volume 1. Thank you for listening to this inappropriate conversation. Uh, Hopefully not too much inappropriate about it, although there were irreverent songs in the mix. I hope you have a happy Christmas, 
If you'd like to put some feedback into the conversation we've been having, I can be reached at IC underscore Greg at Hotmail.com. The website at www.inappropriateconversation.org has show notes for each episode. Comments are enabled there. Greetings from the cockpit. This is Captain Scott, and we'd like to thank you for flying the Seder Sphere. This is co-pilot Cindy. We ask you at this time to unfasten your safety belt and release your chairs from their uptight position. We're high-flying with stopovers expected in theater, gaming, movies, television, and other mature destinations. We'd like to thank you for flying the frisky skies, and we hope to see you on our next flight to the Seder Sphere. Thanks for listening, and anyone who's listened to many of the inappropriate conversations the last few weeks, and who's maybe perhaps read an album review on the website, will recognize immediately the Reverend Moon track that I'm going to tack on here as a bonus, as number 25 the Coyote Gospels album just released this year from Reverend Moon includes the song God Culture. Your God committed rape. Your God committed rape.